After the defeat of Vale's aspect and the ascension of Mick to Godborn, the party took some time before setting out to their ultimate goal to rest and recuperate. On the morning after this evening, Luna waking up, getting ready, washing herself, getting dressed, hours before anyone else does. Except maybe Brynjir chopping wood in the yard. <laughs> wood for wo- that we're not going to use? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She sits at the edge of the bed where her and Val were sleeping and just waits for him to wake. When he does, she just scoots over to his side, grips his hand, and smiles sadly down at him without saying much of anything. Is something the matter? I've just... I've been up for a while. I slept well last night, which is honestly not the norm anymore. All of us in the parlor, the living room, the kitchen, (laughs) cooking, eating, ribbing... It felt too normal, and I couldn't shake this feeling last night that I, well, that I shouldn't be happy. But I was. I was happy. And I fear now that we're going off in this trajectory, this new direction, there's just a sense of finality hanging over me, hanging over all of us, I fear. And I have no doubt that there will never be another evening like our last, where everyone can joke and talk and sit and eat enjoy time and company i feel from now until we've seen the end of this our meals will be rushed our sleep will be harried i don't know am i she just kind of starts tearing up as she turns her head away from val and falls silent val will very like immediately sit up and take her hand more firmly in his and sort of move closer to her try to fold her into his arms if she'll let him she will okay and just like turn her face towards him Never is a very strong word. Perhaps we've been omitted from Elvkin and Elveret history, seeing as far as I know, all the godless of ages past have been human, but, well, there really hasn't been a happy ending for any of us. I can't imagine I'm the exception. Why not? Well, I... I can't say why not, but I also can't say why. I, frankly, I wish I could disagree with you that things are not going to change, and probably not for the better immediately. But I think we have to choose to believe that there is something for us on the other side of all of this. I do believe that. But, well... And she stands, still holding on to your hand. Whatever world we make, whatever comes next, whether I'm in it or not, I'll make sure that you get to see it through. You get to enjoy the fruits of all these labors. (sighs) To be honest, Luna, I don't know that I want to be there if you are not. She just gets a half smile on her face and squeezes your hand a little harder and then lets go and heads toward the door without a word. I I mean that. And as she opens the door and is passing through, she just looks back at you and again with a sad smile says, I know and I believe you. That's what I'm afraid of. And she turns right into Orlandir, who was standing there, <laughs> coming to wake them. He had slept on the floor in Vamok's out, like lodgings the whole night. He never went back to his own place, but he's looking rather uh... the grease. It was the, it was oh the, it was the lard and the booze. <laughs> yeah, he's just still covered with grease. Well, no, he's actually he's looking like phenomenally pristine. He he's he's used to this from needing to wake up in the morning in a military camp and look. Mighty fine. So he just, uh, I love a man in uniform. (laughs) 
says Vamak as he wakes up. Vamak is like, I love <laughs> Romance option unlocked. <laughs> oh my gosh. So as as Luna kind of, you know, half walks into Rolandia's, he's just kind of walking up towards the door. He just looks at Luna and then kind of looks in at Val and just says, it's time to go. She'll nod and silently pass you. Rolander kind of looks at Val a little sheepishly and averts his eyes and follows the Luna down. <laughs> I think Val, Val gives Rolander a pretty pathetic look <laughs> back. And yeah, Rolander's just going to go back to the main area. Cal and the Ace had assumed that everyone would congregate here prior to their leaving, so heading downstairs, you find her in this parlor as well. Dom is there as well. He hit his bit. He's fasting. He's like he's back though, and he he's moving. He's ready to go. Rolandier is making the rounds to go and gather everyone to meet here if people have not already come and joined. Well, then, with everyone eventually assembled in this you know main lodging, Rolandier's free to address the group. Then, seeing as he's taken the initiative thus far, all right. From here on out, we are on really a race against time. Once we set foot out of this place, I'm convinced of it. Much more so once we get to Mainstay, we're going to be pursued. We're going to be facing a world, as Kelneas has made us very aware of, that is extremely different than we left. Now, my first thought was to get us into this uh, teleportation room near, near the circle underneath the university. I, I can't imagine there's going to be many people down there. I certainly hope not. I don't imagine we're going to run into more people and if nothing else anyone who is monitoring or watching for intent usage will see a blip here and then we'll get lost amongst what chaos we hope is still at the university but if there are any other ideas or thoughts or concerns i'm open to hear them but i do still think as of this morning that is the best course of action at the very least, it would be, if we need to be in Mainstay anyway to get to this location where the Heart of the Void is, it will be, if we want to teleport there, the chances of error will be much less drastic if we go to the teleportation circle first. Calnier speaks up. Regardless of our course of action, becoming god-worn, what have you, getting the Heart of the Void is the best way to draw the gods' attention. So, one way or another, I do think that should be our first step. And it will provide us with an additional means to defend ourselves should it come to that. We'll discuss exactly how to go about things once we have the Heart of the Void, but I do think we should hold our cards close to our chest, as it were, once we have it. I don't want to go about wildly brandishing it like a saber in front of their eyes to well, more or less threaten, as uh, Kelneus alluded to yesterday, although that was perhaps not your direct point. But yes, that is our first goal, getting the Heart of the Void. Where we need to go, Vale said that there were a series of old tunnels and networks beneath the entire city. I, I can only imagine that these catacombs and areas beneath the university must link up to those. So, if there's anything else that we need from this place, grab what provisions we have, and we should be off. Everyone had the vision, correct? Very correct. Okay. And you do all know it is a good deal deeper and older than the catacombs of the university. Dom kind of speaks up. He just, he just says, I have given some thought to what uh, Mick came and told me yesterday. <sighs> I 
I don't know, but I do think I can be of some help. Before I was taken to that false Egadon, I actually uh, lived in the catacombs below the university. I don't think I ever found anything as deep or as dark as that vision we had, but if you're talking about the Teleporter Circle beneath the university, I can get us from there to as deep as I've ever been. Don't know if you all know how to find this place, but I think at least that you might be able to avoid some of the more esoteric of the problems that you can find when wandering in those holes. Luna will just nod and smile at Dom and we leave ourselves in your capable hands then. Yes, and Relander flashes Dom a genuine smile and says, very much appreciated, Dom. I think that the reasons why you have felt to stay with us and why we have felt you are important for us are becoming more clear. Rolandia, Kelnia speaks up and kind of stands from her chair and just points to your overall form. As much as a joy it's been to see your rippling form thinly veiled under these tunics and sackcloth pants that you've been toting around for the last while, I think it would be best to get you some real armor should we again fall into a situation of extreme violence, as we are prone to do. Yes, and flip over destiny point here. Rolander earlier that morning, he made the rounds to see if there was any armor uh, that the veilings had around. You can have the equivalent AC of chainmail. Okay. And hearing Kilnea say this, he just kind of motions over to the corner of the room where lying there is kind of some various pieces of armor and equipment that he had found from scrounging through the town earlier that morning. And he just says, well, I'll uh, be sure to find something a little more suitable than that once we get into Mainstay, but that should at least be good for now. Well, are we ready to go? There is one matter that I would like to discuss before we depart. All right. As has been stated, when we leave this place, we will be hunted. Things will be dangerous, and there is a high likelihood of tense situations in our near future. Having been with this company for some time, I believe we are all well aware of its propensity to be struck with indecision at the most inopportune times. Therefore, I suggest that a leader be appointed among us, and that leader will have the final say in all decisions. As much as I would love for that leader to be me, you all would not have it. Therefore, I default to Rolandia. What he says is what we do as a group. For going into a situation as dangerous as being hunted by Ethereals, indecision could very well cost us our lives. Are there any objections to this? I don't have an objection per se, more a query for Rolandir. Rolandir turns. When we were in the realms that Luna created, your first instinct was to turn to violence more often than not. Do you still lean on that so heavily? Val, I would like to say that I've gotten a bit better of a head on my shoulders since then, but... And he raises up his right hand that is missing his hand. I do have a propensity for a certain course of action. Although I am thankful, Vamok, for your vote of confidence and my ability to make these decisions, 
You are all also aware that they have gotten us into predicaments in the past. Now, if it is the group's wish that I should be the one to make these decisions, I will do it to the best of my abilities. But if I am to cast my vote, it would be Val. Val is genuinely surprised by this. I knew that I have not been uh, with uh, the group very long, and let's be honest, I don't think that we, gesturing to pretty much everyone, have the best of relationships, at least me, myself, with you all. But I will say the person that I trust the most is Mickey. I think she has demonstrated her ability to rationally consider the circumstances and act according to thought rather than uh, impulse as some among us are prone to do. As he kind of like flits his eyes between Rolandier and Vamak. <laughs> Kelnies, uh, you know, looking around the room. So one vote for Rolandier, one vote for Val, one for Mickey. Interesting choices. <laughs> I'm not going to throw my name in the race. Don't you worry now. I think, funnily enough, I'm going to side with the little Taylor boy on this one. Mick's been able to keep a cool head far better than any of us. Mick will kind of put her hand to her chest and say, I'm flattered, uh, first and foremost, thank you. And also baffled. Um, well, my vote was going to be for Val, but I suppose if majority rules, I'll take on this mantle. Well, there are still a few more voices to be heard. Brynir, myself. Luna kind of turns to Val and leans into her ear, just quick whisper. I was going to vote for you, but if you don't want it, tell me now. And she gives your hand a squeeze. <laughs> um, I don't know that Val knows how to respond quite. I think he just is sort of like vote the way that you want uh, is sort of the, the look that he gives her. Okay. And keep in mind, Mick, if you think someone else would do a better job, you're free to vote as you will. Well, I know that Val has the best interests of this group in his heart and the best interests of this world. My vote would be for him. Well, Luna says, I have the utmost confidence in any of you, all of you, but I think the mind we need for this next step leading us is Val's. My thoughts are a bit similar to Mix. I do believe Val has a good head on his shoulders and will make correct choices. And if Rolandia puts his trust in him, then so shall I. Val, go ahead. Make a decision. Where are we going? I think Val has sort of like teared up through this whole conversation to have like he's never had friends. And to have people place their lives in his hands means a lot to him. And he says, we go to mainstay. And he will cast teleport. All right. Um, well, with a permanent circle, that teleport is an instant success on target. As your group is ripped from this lodging in the far western fell in the Kinlands to basically the direct opposite corner in the northern reaches of human-held lands, for now at least, where Mainstay stands and deep underneath the university with a shimmering crackle and then a pop and a flash of light, the lot of you appear at a familiar scene. All right, landing. Is there anything like an, an immediate threat that we can ascertain or is everything quiet down here? Eerily, it looks identical to when you were here last. 
even down to the dust and soot stains on the stone floor. Well, Dom, it seems you are going to take us the rest of the way. Yes, I, it's not close, but uh, I should know the way. I don't know how long it has been. Some of my markings may be gone, but I, I've only gone so far. But once we get there, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's let's begin. It is this way. And he gestures off uh, a tunnel. It's like a catacomb, so it's kind of grid-based. It's just kind of like walking through a very square maze with full of dead ends. As Dom gestures, he actually uh, reaches out. He grabs Tim, and he takes him, places him on top of his head. You kind of see him configuring a little bit with his arms and legs until he has what appears to be the shape of uh, maybe Lumiere. Uh, and now Tim is radiating from his head and his two arms... <laughs> three balls of light as he sits <laughs> cross-legged on top of Dom's head and Dom begins to walk. As Dom begins to lead the party out of the vicinity of the teleportation circle into more familiar hallways, perhaps that you've tread before in your escapades beneath the Arcanum, you begin to descend down old staircases, rudimentary dumb waiters, as you slip and squeeze your way through cracks and crevices, going from this immaculately constructed vault that is beneath the university to a more natural cavern, where clinging and hanging moss sometimes obscure your view or block entire paths that must be cut aside, moving ever onward with Dominique in the lead, the further you go, now entering a large cylindrical chamber where a staircase winds down its perimeter. You've all a moment to kind of catch your breath. Luna, beside Val, as they're descending, just speaking aloud to him, do you think, Val, that at the end of all this, wherever Dom takes us, wherever we can find this heart of the void, well, I can't imagine it being particularly safe, I'm sure whoever constructed whatever we're in now has set all kinds of traps and machinations to stop potential intruders. Yes, absolutely. Oh, just just watch your footing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Everyone watch your footing. I, I, this is a very strange... I, okay. Um. <laughs> you hear a muffled chuckle from Verlandir in the background. Val <laughs> uh, will just up detect magic and have that going as we move forward. Okay. As Dominic continues to lead you down through caves and past even small like streams and sewers following an unseen set of markings, you finally reach a point where these tunnels once again become etched stone as you all squeeze through this extended crevice, this large crack in the natural stone caverns that brings you back to this constructed element. Though here the architecture is profoundly alien. The way that the carvings are aligned, the pillars, the columns, the text, the pictograms that are here are ancient, beyond what any of you have seen before. Though still somehow human or kin, it's just beyond your reach. These are the deepest and, to your knowledge, the oldest parts of the tunnels. I would also like to keep an active eye out. My passive investigation is like a 24 or something insane. Can I just be, if there is a trap, Val has now, is now odd, like laser focused on trap alert. Because that's what, <laughs> that's the, the path that he's been put down mentally. 
Kelnias with kind of a huff at the back of the group, emerging from this more cramped space and into these vaulted hallways again, just gives a sigh of relief and is like, oh, if the air weren't so damn thin down here, it'd be a little better, but could use a breather. Anyone else? Kelnias, I thought someone who grew up in the mountains of a Mazkin monastery would be somewhat used to this, but eh, could be wrong. Oh, believe me, Rolander, I've spent more time at sea level than anywhere else. He just kind of raises an eyebrow, like, oh, yeah, that's true. Does everyone want to break? Uh, could be worthwhile just at least getting our bearings a little bit, seeing what else is down here. Dom just turns to Val and says, Honestly, this is only a few hallways away from the farthest I have been, and it is the biggest room until that point, so uh, as for comfort, this is probably the easiest. All right, uh, we'll rest here then, I suppose. Luna, uh, surveying the group, uh, nods and then turns to Dom. Is there anything we can help you with, surveying ahead or such? Or? We have until now uh, only walked through the areas that I have gone through previously. It appears <laughs> that since I came through and either set off or disarmed the traps, no one has come back to rearm them. So soon it might be wise for us to start uh, keeping a lookout. It's going to continue this format for a while, I assume. Uh, going down these stairs here to the right, you will rapidly reach a dead end, but the ones on the left are normally where I go. I think if we continue forward, not this hallway, but the next, it will lead us to another room of substantial size with two floors. There we are going to need to work to disable any sort of traps that remain, and afterward, I believe that every step we take will need to be careful. And you're sure no one's been down here then since? I honestly, I do not know. I mean, no one has been here who has decided that it is worthwhile to reset the traps. If not, we would have been speared about six rooms ago. Luna will just give a somber nod. Val will summon the Archbishop and then cast invisibility on her and instruct her to just go fly through the halls to see, scout ahead, what's out there. While everybody's resting, Vamak will start to go around and apply a death ward on everybody, you know, since we have the time. He'll do that, but then when he gets to Dom, he, because uh, to apply the death ward, right, he grabs everybody kind of by the arm in a firm embrace of arms. And when he gets to Dom, he like looks at him and just kind of pulls him close, and he says, Are you sure about your current course of action? This group intends to do away with the gods. Will that weigh upon your conscience? I have considered what it is for me to do, and I am sure that I will do the right thing. If the right thing includes betraying us, then perhaps... You should be wary of the company you keep. And Vamak will then pull away and let go, leaving the Death Ward mark on Dom. Dom peed his pants a little bit, so he's going to go in the corner. (laughs) 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 And then after everybody's Death Warded up, you know, Vamak will take a short rest to regen his spell slots and uh, call it good. Seems everyone's ready for Dom to continue leading the way. Does the Archbishop report back? They report exactly as Dom described, you know, the okay. catacombs as they are, these tunnels and halls, old, unlit. Okay. 
I'll keep her invisible on my shoulder, I guess. So Dom, you know, he, he leads the group down uh, the stairs to the left. He uh, leads them through a couple of hallways. He takes the time uh, stopping about halfway through one hallway. And he pulls Val over and he says, this is what I was talking about. And there's just like, there's a, a, an inch wide hole in the wall and nothing's in it right now. But he just says, lenses come from those. I don't know how they are prepared if it is... Uh, mechanical through a spring or magical in nature but once we get to this next room I haven't taken care of them we should be careful historically it hasn't been a problem until you try to leave the room it seems there's either a magical or a mechanical connection that says once the door has been passed once the threshold is met then you need to deal with them But you have disabled traps like this in the past? It depends on your meaning of disabled. My go-to method is letting the trap spring and spear a giant crab's shell instead of me. I I would not call that disabling, no. I would call that activating quite, quite clearly. I didn't die? No, but the trap was still activated, so... But regardless, we won't know unless we press on, now will we? And I, for one, am quite curious to see what exactly is keeping something like the Heart of the Void safe. Relander kind of has this, like, weird grin on his face. Then by all means serve as our crab shell. (laughs) Dom is going to walk into the next room. And he's going to start kind of meticulously looking at the walls. Again, they're fairly large. This is actually about a two-story room, similar to the one we were previously in. But instead of us being on the top, we're on the bottom. If you look to the right and to the left, just like in this last room, there's a set of stairs on either. Dom, as he looks around, he says, I don't know this for sure, but if I had to ask, I would say the stairs on the right probably lead us to the top of this room, and on the left to the dead end below us. However, uh, that is that is just a guess. I have never been here. But if you'll notice, and he points out uh, three or four separate Uh, holes in the wall and they're at kind of janky angles so none of them are just like some of them are just straight parallel to the or perpendicular to the wall and it would just shoot out and skewer anyone who tried to walk past a door but some of them are at like weirdly angled into the floor so it must be pretty thick floor because it's a pretty long lance but again it's just it looks like it's supposed to bristle the room and it's it's a decent sized room you could probably avoid it but you probably wouldn't want to push open the door with your hands i guess maybe with a long stick Luna entering the room, loiters at its edges, looking up and around. Well, then what's our proposed course of action here? Where do we want to get? It's a door on the far side or up there? She just points to the upper landings. Well, uh, to me, I think if we go above, it is likely that we will only run into other tunnels that take us up. I would guess the door on the far side here is something that will keep us going down, which seems to be the right path. That area, while similar to this, the area we saw in the vision, I mean, does look even older, even more worn. So, for me, down and out is the way to go, though it might behoove us to verify that there is nothing above. If you will allow me, I will check ahead. Go on. So Dom, he's going to take, uh, he's going to just walk off to the side. He's going to leave Tim behind with you all, for you all to see. And because, like, you know, there's enough light reflecting up to the top, and he just says... As long as no one opens the door for now, I believe we should be fine. And he's he's walking up. He sees several areas where these lances could come out. 
So Dom is in the back right corner on the second level. The group is in the back left corner on the first level. The door is in front of both of them on the opposite side of the room. And looking at everyone, just evaluates how many people there are, how many lances he sees set up to go. And he just says, It looks like, from what I can see, if we gather rather compactly in the left-hand corner of the room from where you are, Val, we should be safe for someone to try to open the door. As everyone has filtered into the room at this point, Kelnius just, who has made her way to the center, kind of closest to Dom, just yells back, Do everyone hear that? Off to the left side, don't touch the damn door. (laughs) We all shuffle over. (laughs) Now, who's going to open the door? Well, uh, it turns out that if you hit the door with a fast-moving ball of metal, it tends to jar it enough to at least make it open. So, uh, with your permission, Valness, I think I can try. Uh, Yeah. I would uh, cover your ears. And he pulls back his uh, rifle. He's got it set up. He's pointing it out the door there from the second level. From what you can see, it seems like he's you know, he's, he's ready to go. And he stock step, turns, points at Aluna's head, and fires. Ah. Oh. <laughs> wait, are you, wait, what? <laughs> That's not allowed. In a puff of smoke and fire, there's a loud bang from the opposite corner of you all as a bullet streaks down and knocks Luna to the ground. Wait, are you joking? The mock who had been eyeing Dom this entire time is going to try to use intent to pull Dom towards the group right in the path of this trap with the lances. Roll intent. Okay. Wowzers. What happens to Luna? She's on the ground. Okay, Val is also on the ground. Going to attempt to heal her. The mock got a 58 and a 73. You will fail. Mick probably immediately is going to yell at Dom and say, what have you done? I got my hands dirty. Oh, jeez, I inspired a monster. (laughs) And then Tim explodes. No way! (laughs) So, Rolandir, he had enough time to avoid this. As soon as the gunshot goes off, he disappears in a puff, and he's going to reappear right next to Dom. The misty step. Rolandir, roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay, I will do that. That is a 24 on my dexterity saving throw. These are really good traps, sorry. (laughs) You were one off. Um, Dang it! As you appear beside Dom, your footing is unbalanced by the slightest depression in the floor, and then this metal spike drives itself from your back and slices across your abdomen, dealing 29 damage. Am I still able to take an action, or does that end it? This lance and then subsequent lances that jut out all of the room, they form a series of bars, really, between you and Dom, who is at the top of this landing, and you, who appeared on the stairs. Everyone on the ground floor, roll a dexterity saving throw real quick. If I was already kneeling by Luna, do I auto-fail? Yes. Okay. 30 for Brynir. 11 for Vamok. Okay. 27 for Mick. All right. Brynir and Mick will take 15 damage. Vamok, Val, and Luna will take 30 from this blast. 
And then in the middle of the ground, there's like a circular pattern on the stone that suddenly rises to the same level as the second floor, revealing this creature in kind of the same fashion as Tim, this automaton of sorts in a spidery configuration that clanks out into the room. And then that chamber that it was in twists back down into the floor. And that creature will then head toward the group in the corner that's just been dazed. Dom, on the second floor, there's just two hallways on either side that leads out to another different part of the catacombs. And he he fired the shot. He had set Tim to blow upon firing and having miraculously survived, almost getting killed by both Vamok and Rolandir, he's going to take his uh, luck with him and he's going to flee, running away. You're able to sidestep these lances that jut out and retract in hectic motions. And as this spidery creature approaches the group, the door that you had been warned not to open suddenly flies off its hinges and careens into the room, just smashing against the floor in a great billowing plume of smoke, impacting this spidery automaton and flattening it against the side of the wall where you came in. Sweet. Rolandier, bloodied, has the best view of this as everyone else is kind of caught behind this wall of smoke. You see around four or five figures enter this hall where you are, swords and staves at the ready, one wielding a bow. Let's do Val and Luna real quick. Uh, I mean, very frantic, very, like, harried looking to see if she's okay. You see this bloody gash unsure how deep it is just straight across her temple and she is unmoving though she still has a heartbeat i mean bell's gonna try to heal her (laughs) and you hear ringing in your ears alongside this rolander's voice saying stand up stand up and fight they're here as val tries to heal luna one of this mechanical spider's limbs juts out and stabs you through the calf dealing 12 damage and then another one of its legs slashes across Brynir, dealing 14 damage. As it rips itself out from beneath this door and stone that clattered atop it, and immediately advances with frightening speed upon this group in the corner. Having heard Overlandir, like, stand and fight, they're here. Val is going to turn, just face down this gigantic spider, and attempt to, like, rend it apart into its components via intent. Okay. 32 and 38. You deal a significant amount of damage to it as you see metal filings kind of just fly off and plates and whatnot be bent and skewed as rivets ping across the room, steam hissing from this large, like, carapace backside thing. But it doesn't go down. Vamak, having shielded his face from the blast, still taking, you know, the brunt of it to his body. You you see the bubbly mass of boils and crap just start to grow a little bit bigger, and the fangs and the claws and all of that, they start to elongate. He's going to take on his form of dread, and he is just looking around. He's got a wild, crazy look in his eye, and he is searching for any target he can get his hands on because he knows that Dom got away, And he's kind of pissed about it, so he's looking for an outlet. The most immediate threat is this giant spider thing. 
but then you do see these hazy shapes in the smoke, which, to your knowledge, could be Brynir and Orlandir, but you don't know. Mick will immediately reach both of his hands forward towards the mechanical spider and will try to, through the use of intent, make this mechanical spider implode, like literally crush on itself. And I rolled a 72 and a 78. Ooh. A good half of its thorax gives off this sickening crunch and this squeal of twisting metal as it compresses. And then it starts lashing out again with its spines and legs, dealing eight damage to Mick and five damage to Brynir. And then there's a twang and then a metal ping as something flies across the room from the opposite side and impacts the spider, but you can't see what. Brynir, as soon as he got hit, decided to go into a rage and then realizing he's not going to be of much use uh, at least traveling around. I know this this may sound weird, but he's going to pull out his shield. He does ha- indeed have one of those, and <laughs> he's going to try to protect Luna and Val as best as he can. As this spider just bears down on you and smashes again and again with the shield, Rolandier witnessing this, as the smoke begins to clear, another explosion rocks this room sending Rolandier off balance and tumbling down the stairs back to the first level. And as you blink your eyes of this dust and smoke clearing the ash from your lungs, the spider is just in flames. These pieces scattered about the room in bits of slag that dot this hallway. And as the smoke is brushed aside and lifted, standing at the opposite end where that door used to be are five figures. A human woman carrying two hand axes. A Kraley of all things, holding a large staff. A Talik man, well done up and holding a wizard staff. A light-skinned moon elf holding a bow. And at their head is Katagas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh no! His eyes surveying the group looking at all of you, this destruction that's been wrought from Dom's actions, finally landing on Luna in her comatose state. And he just goes, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) 